The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Jamie All Over. This is part two of Lindsay Palos. I just wanted to hop on real quick before we get back into the interview and just go over a couple things that you're going to hear coming up. I mentioned that I'm doing a program called 75 Hard. I have modified it to my version, which I am calling 75 Medium Hard. If any of you would like to join me in this, I just want to explain real quick what it is. So it's 75 days of drinking one gallon of water every day, reading 10 pages of a self-help book, taking one photo of yourself every day, two workouts that consist of 45 minutes each and one has to be outside. Oh, and no alcohol. So my version, the medium hard version, and you're welcome to do the hard if you think that is something that you need and you work better on something super strict and you're looking to increase your mental and physical toughness and strength, go for it. I have altered mine just because I know myself and I know what will be beneficial for me. So of all of those things, I am not taking a photo of myself every day. I am definitely drinking a gallon of water a day. And I have to tell you, even just doing it for the past six days, my skin looks younger. I have less brain fog and I'm not as hungry. It's really weird because in addition to not being hungry, a lot of food isn't that appetizing to me anymore, which I don't know if that's a good thing, but I'm having a hard time finding things that I actually want to eat. I don't know if that's just a fluke or what, but I do know that thirst disguises itself as hunger. So if anyone is dehydrated and you're feeling hungry, you might actually just be thirsty and not know it. And that can cause people to overeat if they are dehydrated. So I've definitely noticed that all of my portions, my typical portion is now decreased by half. And I'm so full. Another thing that I noticed, and you'll hear me say mistakenly that the program includes 10 minutes of a self-help book. And I did correct myself in the podcast, but just want to make it clear that it's not 10 minutes, it's 10 pages. And what I love about this is that I'm finding myself reading 50 pages a day because once I start, I don't want to stop after 10 pages. I think that that's such a good lesson to learn with anything that we do, even just a workout or a walk. If you just say, I'm going to go out for a five minute walk, once you're out there, you're probably going to stay longer. The book I'm reading right now is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It actually just happened to be a book that my brother was reading. He left it over at my place and I just picked it up. 
up and I was just like, you know what? I've heard so much about this book over the years. Let's give it a try. I really like it, but I would probably recommend that you guys start with a book that we mentioned in this episode called Atomic Habits. So if you guys do read that or you read the David Goggins, whatever you're reading, if you do happen to join this program with me, let me know. I want to know what you're reading. I want to know your takeaways from everything as well and how it's all working for you. Another thing that I have altered is the alcohol. If you remember, I gave up alcohol last summer. I was shooting for a 30-day zero alcohol, and I think this was back in June of last year, and I extended it to almost two months. I didn't have one drink, and then after that, I resumed just beer and wine. I have not touched hard alcohol since, with the exception of the Azucar Tequila Seltzer canned drinks that we are making that will be available at Sugar Taco soon and everywhere. So I have done taste tests for that. So yes, there's been a little exception for tequila here and there, but I haven't had vodka or any other hard liquor or an actual just full-on drink with hard liquor. So the reason I'm not implementing that in my medium hard program is because I've already seen the benefits of giving it up. I know that I can, and I don't think within the next 75 days, if it happens to come up where I'm at a brunch or a dinner and I want a glass of wine, I think I'm going to allow myself to have it just because, like I said, I've already been through that aspect of it. And anyone who hasn't, it's great to see how much better you feel giving up liquor for an extended amount of time. And then when you go back to it, you're a lot more thoughtful about how much you actually intake. And I do mention that my friend Raquel is doing the program as well. Brett is also doing it. I just found out. So it's nice that we have the three of us doing it together and texting and like checking in on each other. So I would definitely recommend if you can find a buddy to do it with, it definitely helps to keep everyone accountable. But if not, I'll be your buddy. I can keep you accountable vice versa. So let me know. And it's interesting to see what parts different people struggle with. So for me, I struggled with getting in a gallon of water because one day I was just driving around LA all day. I had a couple interviews set up and I didn't want to worry about having to find public restrooms. Like with this gallon of water, you are peeing so often. So I just brought like a small bottle of water with me, but I wasn't able to get my gallon in during the day. I didn't get home that night until 8 p.m. So at that point, I was trying to chug a gallon of water. I was telling Raquel this. I was like, oh, I'm having such a hard time with the water on days where I'm out of the house. The conclusion I came to was even just shooting for a gallon of water and on those days that I don't make it, I'm still drinking way more water than I would have if I was not doing this program. And it's kind of like the theory, shoot for the moon and at least you'll wind up with the stars. It's kind of like that. That's what I'm learning. And that's, I guess, another thing that I'm deviating from because with the strict program, if you go one day and you miss any of these things, you have to start over. So that day, I think I got very close to a gallon, but I'm not starting over (laughs) because of that. So I think you have to kind of figure out why you're doing it. And for me, it's like I said, it's being aware of striving for a goal and just the striving of that will put me further than I would if I wasn't doing this program. And that's beneficial and that is sustainable. So Raquel was struggling with reading the book and I suggested to her, and I don't know if this was bad advice or not, 
because after I said it, I was like, oh, I should probably just support her and give her encouragement to do it. But what I said was, look, if you're too busy and you can't get those 10 pages in, then why don't you download the audio version of the book and listen to it while you're on your 45 minute walk? You'll get two things done at once and you're still retaining information, whether you're reading it or listening to it, you're still getting the benefit of that book. And it's better to have a way to get it done than not being able to do it at all. That's my theory, but someone who isn't doing the program the way I am might be like, no, I can't deviate. The whole point is to be strict with myself and do all of these exactly the way it's supposed to be done. So I get that too. Hopefully I didn't give her bad advice. (laughs) Lastly, before we get back to the interview, we do briefly talk about mushrooms and their healing powers. I've been wanting to recommend a documentary to you guys for a while now, and we never really had a talk about it, so it didn't really come up, but I'm reminded after Lindsay and I discussing it that I've wanted to recommend a documentary on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi. Sounds weird. It sounds boring, but trust me, it's fascinating. Hang in there till the end because that's when it gets really interesting. You're going to learn so much that you've never known before. Trust me. If you do watch it and you enjoy it or you don't, let me know. So I think that's it. Let's get back to the interview with Lindsay Palos. Well, you guys do mushrooms too, right? I can't do mushrooms in a crowd. Oh, do a little tiny. We can't trip in a crowd. Absolutely not. Just a little? Like yeah. A micro a, yes. dose? I think it all okay. depends on like the kind. But some okay. of like those beautiful, like the magical ones where it's just a little bit, you you can be good, but... I've only done it like three or four times, Mm -hmm. so I'm not like an expert on them. I do want to do them more. I want to like go to Joshua Tree and trip, like for real. I don't ever want to trip trip again. Unfortunately, I have twice, as recently as last Friday. But was it healing? I hear it's very healing. Man, I don't know. But you know what was very strange? I could see my brain process color. Like that was the level of crazy I was on. Wow. I've done a very small amount where I've had a lovely, fun happy amazing time but if you trip it is just I am not good at it I'm not good at it (sighs) either so okay my first time was at Disneyland Mm -hmm. and it was amazing at Disneyland yes (laughs) but it was amazing because I I did a small amount it was my first time and in fact I flushed the rest in the toilet at Disney and I didn't tell the person who gave it to me that I didn't do them all that I was like he gave me a certain amount to do and I probably did a quarter of what he suggested mm-hmm. I do and I flushed the rest and didn't tell him smart so it was amazing because I was just happy and all of the colors at Disney all the flowers it was just gorgeous and I just felt all this love for all of the people that were there and I'm yeah. like this is what mushrooms <laughs> should do right yeah and then I think the last time that I did them it was like days after my breakup and I was depressed oh no yeah and so I took a I didn't take a lot I took a little and I remember laying on a couch and I remember laying in their backyard. I was staring at these lights, beautiful like red and blue lights, like around like a fire pit, I think, if I remember correctly. So anyway, I'm I'm sitting here just staring at the lights. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they're making a beautiful purple color, these two lights mixed together. So then my friend comes and sits down with me. I was like, I'm sad. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because look at those lights. You have blue and you have red and they make this beautiful purple. 
and I'm now by myself. I don't have another person to become purple with. <laughs> wow. And she said the most enlightened thing. What? And the sweetest thing. And she goes, Jamie, you don't need another person to be beautiful purple. You can be beautiful purple on your own. That and is so cute. Like, oh my God, I love you. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, when I saw her recently after her breakup, I said it back to her. I'm like, I don't know if you ever saying this to me, but it meant so much. So I'm going to say it to you now. You don't need anyone else to be a beautiful shade of purple either. You can do it on your own. I love that. Yeah. See, that's a sweet <laughs> one. My recent one, I mean, my trip a few days ago, I imagined uh, Vladimir Putin's head on a swivel being like chopped Ooh. up and stuff. But in a very fun way, I was like, ah, yeah, death. I like it on him, <laughs> but which is bizarre. <laughs> but recently, I went with my girlfriends. I had a birthday, a girlfriend's birthday in Big Bear, and we all did it, and it was it was the best. One girl was fully crying, like having a healing issue. Like she would cry every two hours, but we were all there for her. And then some of us were just vibing. And I was looking at my dog Tosh and I was like, he can understand me. Like we, I was that level. Amazing. But it's just fun. And it's funny. I, I would have, I was such a prude growing up about anything drug. Like I would mm-hmm. not smoke a cigarette. I still never smoked a cigarette, Same. which is funny. I was anti-weed, anti-this. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I've totally flipped that. It's not like I'm someone who does drugs. I actually don't drink throughout the week. It's very rare that I go out, I make it count, mm-hmm. and I balance, you know? Yeah. But it's it's interesting. I feel like psychedelics especially, there's a way that it affects your conscious, you know? It's, yes. it's a way that you get out of yourself and you kind of, you remember that you're this tiny being on this big planet and everything becomes very interesting. I want to have that kind of trip. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's possible and I, I need the right situation with the right people mm-hmm. and the right dosage. And I know I'll, I'll have that type of trip because like, you know, we have the receptors for it. Like yeah. there's a reason why humans have receptors for that. We're meant to do it for in some strange way. That makes me feel better. Also, what I think is so fascinating about mushrooms is that they might not be from this planet. Those spores are the only thing that can survive, like being on an asteroid and coming through our atmosphere and landing here. What? They can come from another planet. So it's quite possible, like maybe aliens gave us these so we could talk to them if they're... Cool. I'm I'm talking in a very trippy way right now. No, I love this stuff. (laughs) I'm like this. I I think we've spent way too much time as humans trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. And we'll get closer to answers when we stop, when we consider everything, every possibility. And to stop making fun of people who, quote unquote, woo-woo, I hate that term. What does that mean? It just means like out there, like talking about like spiritual shit or like no. things that aren't like science, like, Hell you know, no. not proven. I think to be our Sixth best sense type I'm, stuff. I feel like to be our best selves, we have to consider every, all of yeah. those things. We cannot be so rigid. I feel like we've taken a lot of humanity out when it's come to like everything, education, everything. politics. Yeah. And there's a way to teach business. humanity without religion. We can teach humanity without bias and without greed. There are ways to just teach like, hey, we're all humans. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it cool. Yes. And that would be my biggest dream in life. That's an amazing thought. But unfortunately, everything is like black and white when people following rules, arbitrary rules, and they don't take humanity into it. Even a situation like me in real estate and I have a tenant who maybe can't pay their bill, like someone passed away or their dog needed to go to the vet. And I would love to be able to be like, yeah, let me give you an extra two weeks before, or let me give you an extra month before we start evicting you or this or that. And like, I would love to see humanity play a greater role in every facet of our life. But it, for some reason, 
It doesn't. I mean, I know the reason. I think I know the reason. I don't feel like the reason. I feel like the world isn't co-led by all types of people. And I also feel like if we, I know this is going to sound pretty uh, extreme, but I think if we want to aim for peace, we have to end misogyny. The thing is, if the, because here's my example, right? Right now, all Twitter is Vladimir Putin. I'm seeing this all day. Vladimir Putin's a bitch. He's such a a bitch, a, a little girl, this or that. If you tell man, a man, that the worst thing he could be is a woman, and then you assimilate qualities of womanhood like kindness, resolve, peacekeeping, anti-violence, which are good things. That's actually strength-based yeah. attributes. So you tell him that's the worst thing he can be. You're literally saying the worst thing you can do is be woman-like. Humanity will never work until we're co-leading this earth together. We are very beautifully balanced. Men, women, and people who are who identify as neither. Mm-hmm. Humans can balance really well, but we are so imbalanced with who's in charge and whose priorities and what, what is good and bad. It's the biggest lie that we've ever faced is that <laughs> men are in some way superior to women and they've, they've somehow gotten away with it for as long as they have. 95% of killers are men. Yeah. Most of the people in jail, most criminals are men. So Le- Leading cause of death of a pregnant woman is the dad crazy and you really need the help of like good men to see this too if you really Mm -hmm. want peace if we really want peace on this earth we need to consider women co-leading the planet yeah and in countries where they do have females in charge and in charge of like banking systems something like norway in charge of education systems like you see that these countries are actually more successful Mm -hmm. than we are look at our debt you know look at our poverty look at our obesity there's just look at how overworked and stressed we all are we're not doing something a lot of things right and bankruptcy by sickness is just probably the craziest thing in this country Mm -hmm. you get sick it's all over like what yeah yeah also by the way health insurance health insurance is crazy because it's like we're health insurance but not for your eyes teeth or brain (laughs) my fear of not having health insurance in this country kept me in a job probably giving me more stress and causing me more health problems Mm -hmm. to stay than to leave and it was only recently where i was like i don't care i will figure out my own health insurance i will get coverage me leaving this stressful job needs to be my priority which by the way takes us all in the circle back all the way back to what we were saying about relationships and how women sometimes our relationship seeking is for security and literal safety yeah because if you have high paying jobs and you keep women out of positions of leadership roles and if it's more likely that a man's job is going to cover the health insurance for he and a wife Exactly. It's all a circle. It's all a circle that, in my opinion, leads back to the fact that the world isn't run the right way by the right people. I agree. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
We're sitting in your beautiful home oh, with a beautiful view. <laughs> and did you have this on a vision board? I want to know about your manifestation and your vision board and if you can give us any tips for doing the same. Oh, I have the secret. I can tell you how tell to do it. Tell us. I was just thinking about this earlier. When I reached maybe, I guess, 27, 28, I decided I really wanted a house. I'd been in an apartment since 18, since I started college. I was craving a home really bad. I shoot in the house. I do a lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. there were so many reasons why I really wanted a house. And so I started Zillow scrolling, as we love to do. Mm-hmm. And I saw the, the prices in LA are insane, right? A $700,000 house is an apartment. It yeah. is what I had and less than what I had. So I started searching and I'm like, shit, what is the price when the house looks like something I actually want? And I kept looking and I realized at 1.2 was when the houses got nice. They okay. got beautiful. I had a, an emotional reaction to photos and I realized that's the price, my juicy number. Mm-hmm. So I suggest everyone, first of all, picks that. Whatever community you're in or whatever state, pick the juicy number and be honest about the juicy number. Don't lie. You know, if it's more, be honest about what that number is. Don't waste your time. And so I picked the juicy number and I had no business thinking I could buy a house of that price. There was nothing in my financial records that would show that like I was, that was close or capable or within reach, but I hoped for it. So I put that number on a vision board for the month of April for a certain year, maybe like a year ahead. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, that's what it is. I'm just going to put it there. We'll figure it out. And by that next April, I had a realtor. We went to the first house. I was able to get it. I found the first house, 1.26. Whoa. It was beautiful. I fell in love. And this is right when the pandemic started. So mm. this is what, two years ago, I guess, mm-hmm. or maybe, but it was right when it started. Two right after ago. that, that shitty March, it was right then. Yeah. And there was a part of me that thought, a, I was like, who buys the first house? I must be crazy. And B, the pandemic, who knows what's going to happen? I'm very nervous. So I was like, let me regroup and I'll come back to this decision later. So I spent the rest of the year getting my ducks in a row. I got a financial advisor. I started preparing my taxes way early. I got everything super secure and in advance. And then I found my new house, which is even better than the vision board goal that I had. Mm-hmm. I found that in the April of the following year and I bought it but it was probably closed in the April a year after okay anyway it was better than I dreamed it was better than the vision board but I can say honestly the the number one thing is you pick that price you tell the truth about the goal that you have and you work from there because I do think the universe rewards you the hardest part is being honest with what you want so after you chose that price Mm -hmm. what changed financially or with your work situation? Were you saying yes to more things or were more things being offered your way or did things pick up or what exactly changed? You know, the universe was really abundant to me. A lot of opportunities came forward and not only in finances. I actually filmed two movies and I have a recurring role in the TV series. They haven't come out, but it felt like a lot of things really just kind of pushed forward. And by the way, this is when I got done with the bad ex. So a lot of good stuff started happening when I rid myself of the most terrible experience in my life. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to it. That's it's. There's a lot of there's a lot of like things we should be doing, and there's also a lot of spiritual things we should be doing. But yeah. I really believe the first step is how we think and what we envision and yeah, all that. I love that. Do you have a physical one? Because I know there's apps in your phone that you can make as well and just throw pictures in that. Do you like cut things out and put it no. on a board? I'm anti uh, magazine cutting and stuff. Okay. I'm sure that might work for people, but for me, I'd rather be specific. I'd say I want this much, this number of this. Or mm-hmm. I actually had a vision board that said health, soul, 
finance, community, things like that. I would, there's so many ways to improve, but this year I just put it on a notebook. I have six pages of goals Mm -hmm. and I revisited that actually yesterday and I marked off, I highlighted things that I had gotten done that already were working and I revisited what I wanted to accomplish this year, but I'm a big list girl and I'm a big journal girl. I've written in a journal since I was a child. Every day? Not every day. Usually when I'm the most lost and sad. Okay. But I do think that journaling is magic. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why every famous historical figure of all time kept a journal. There's something magic about it. Just there like is. magic mushrooms. There's some kind of portal I feel like reading and writing really give. Mm-hmm. You can find messages in written word that they feel magic. Like an angel has given you this book to mean something. Yeah. When my house happened, like this is probably the best example. But when I found my house, I'm a very stubborn woman, right? Okay. And so I found my house and I immediately started crying by the time I made it to the second story. I had a very physical reaction. In this particular house, yes, not the, the first house one. in the house that I'm living okay. in now. Yeah. Okay. The first one, though, totally. It could okay. have been my house. And that's proof, by the way, that the universe will give you options. Yeah. If you miss one, don't worry. Another one's around the corner. And if you keep working, it'll be better than that one. Mm-hmm. I do believe in that. I believe in that in partners, in homes, in jobs. So I think we are in an abundant you know, there's no reason to, to worry about what you lost because you keep going. It's going to come back and even better. I believe in abundance. So when I'm touring this house, I start crying. I'm freaking out. And later I get to the house, my apartment, I mean, and I ran a fever. I ran a very high, like 102 fever, kind of in a lucid state. And I was just crying my eyes out. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not I have an apartment. Like, I'm not pressured. Like, I don't have to do anything scary. No one relies on me. You know, I'm not going to get in trouble if I don't miss a big bill. Like, I can't afford, I can't do this. Just completely freaking out. I mean, crying. Like, I was like, I can't, I'm scared. No, you know what I mean? Freaking the fuck out. Yeah. At the time I was reading a book, it was called Everything is Figure Outable. Okay. I swear to God, the next chapter I read was on fear. And the message in the book was, imagine fear not as a stop sign. But as a, this is something I really care about. Because when you're fearful, it's usually about something that you really want or something that you really actually want to happen. And so instead of looking at it as a stop sign, look at it as a green light. And that was exactly the message that I needed. Mm-hmm. It was the most, like, I could cry thinking about it. It was calming. It was exactly what I needed. Like the kick in the ass, just... And what kind of magic was it that I picked it up and I happened to be on that page right after the house? There's a magic in reading and writing that is just unexplainable, but it is true. I need to start journaling more. I was thinking how I used to do it Mm -hmm. and how amazing it is to kind of go back and look at old things that you had written and see how they all kind of worked out for you or came true. And if I didn't go back and read it, I wouldn't have even acknowledged it or realized it. Yeah. So even just that alone, I would think gives you more confidence to be like, I wanted something and I achieved it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I need to. And I think this is a good reminder for all of us. We should start journaling more. Yeah. I received a lot of questions for you. Okay. And so I put them in the form of quick fire questions. Okay. Yes. So we'll kind of like go through these pretty quickly. Okay. Got it. Okay. Best book you ever read? Lately, I'd suggest Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Okay. Best advice you ever received? Ooh. Well, it's recent, but an advisor told me, you eat an, this is not very pleasant for a vegan to hear, but it's you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Okay. And I'll explain this just really briefly, but I think in our 
advanced digital world, we have so many goals and things we have to do. Oh my God, between the car, the house, the fitness, the children, the bank, being online, the dressing ourselves. It's too fucking much. Yes. We eat that elephant one bite at a time. So if you have a big dream, it will take a while. But if you keep biting, that's all you got to do. So just be aware things take time. And who cares if it looks like it's a slow amount of time? That's, that's what I mean. That's a good reminder because yeah. we can all get so overwhelmed. Yes, it and, helps or me just a lot. Look at something and be like, it's too much to tackle. But one bite at a time. And a journey begins with one step, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. So yes, I love that. Okay, something most people don't know about you. There's so many things, but I guess... I'm really nice. My friends, my close friends will say their family has asked if I'm nice or... There's this weird thing that Mm -hmm. people think if someone is pretty, Mm -hmm. they're going to be a bitch, right? Yeah. So I almost feel like it works both ways because I know like beautiful women who people are like, oh, she's so nice and she gets so much credit for this. And I'm like, she's not nicer than anyone else. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But yes, you are very nice. Thank you. I like to think. And it's funny too. I think sometimes the sass, people who do seem sassy. Mm-hmm. We that should, doesn't mean you're not nice though. Well, I think honestly, you if we really pull back and we think about it, like we think about people who are impassioned about things and people and ideas, people who are assholes, they don't give a fuck about other people. They're mm-hmm. not putting themselves and their opinions out there. They're good with their world and whatever fruits of their labor they have. It would be so easy to do that. I feel like sometimes people who seem maybe the sassiest or the meanest are actually some of the kindest and have the most passion. You keep giving me perspectives I haven't thought of, and I love when people do that. So absolutely, because if someone is out there complaining or bringing up a controversial subject, it's because they care and not for themselves, but for everyone or for others. Yeah. If they didn't give a shit, they would. Why bother? Why would they say anything? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. What is a question no one ever asks you, but you wish they would? Lindsay, like, what's your advice? I feel like my strongest tool is actually my wisdom. No one would think that. I think I would be the last person a lot of people would turn to maybe for strong advice or maybe not people that know me, but at the world as a whole. Okay. And I truly think that my wisdom is my strongest quality that I have. And it's kind of painful that I don't use it. Like I, I feel like there's so much that I want to use and I, I just wish I had a, and I'm sure it'll reveal itself in my life, but eventually. Maybe you'll write a book. Maybe. Is that what you're thinking of I right want now? more than that. <laughs> okay. I need to do some, I need to do some like, <laughs> I want to change some stuff. I don't know how. What do you want to change? You know, my biggest thing would be that humanity aspect that we talk about. Mm-hmm. If we could go back to reminding people that being a human is good and important and being kind. We need to be very aware that we're on this earth ride a brief period of time. The least we can do is be nice to each other. We need to really step back and remember that all people are humans. We're full of failure and triumph. We need to be a lot softer with each other. Yeah. And less judgmental. Yeah. What are some tips on staying disciplined? Because you're self-employed. A lot of people, I think, romanticize the idea of being self-employed. I know there's a lot of pros and a Mm -hmm. lot of cons to it. But I know one thing you need to do is be disciplined. Maybe Mm -hmm. not all the time. Maybe what's nice about being self-employed is that you can take a day and do nothing and no one's going to yell at you. Yep. What's some advice that you have to be self-employed and do you recommend it? Yeah. Um... Do I recommend it? I guess See, it's different for everybody. It, yeah, it's different. It's definitely like what people prefer. I actually don't prefer to be the manager of my life. I hate that part. I love to work and execute. I love to work. Like I really like I could film for 24 hours. I love to be just drained of my talent. That would be the best. I hate being the person that has to calculate how best to drain myself of talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I hate that part. So 
the way that I keep myself disciplined first is through tracking information. I track things like, hey, this is the goal I want to hit this month, whether it's a follower amount or a this many photo shoots I wanted to get done, or maybe financially I want to hit this goal or book this many deals or do this many castings, things like that, or this many workouts. So I have a planner right now and I keep some of that information like finance, gym, those things. Okay. I feel like those are really important things to track. I also track my sleep with like an aura ring. I feel like that's helpful. Is it like a bracelet that you wear and it's attached to, oh, it's a ring yeah. on your finger. It's a ring. That's very pretty. I thought that was just jewelry. Oh okay. my God, no. It's a ring. It shows you, um, and they didn't pay me by the way. It's a <laughs> ring. It shows you how long you're sleeping, your REM sleep, the times you're going to bed, your heart rate throughout the day. It's helpful. But I think being self-disciplined, a number one tool is, is tracking. Okay. Another tool is becoming accountable. And I think a really good way Sometimes I perform the best with an assistant, even if they're doing nothing. Okay. Even if they've just shown up to my house, I perform much better. When I have people come over to work on something, or maybe, you know, I have cleaners clean the house, I notice that I do way more work. So being around other people working helps me a lot. But it's when we're working alone, we don't get that. And that's annoying. But I make the list. If I get three, it's just like that advice you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So if I just do. You know, if I get three out of seven tasks done, it's better than zero. Exactly. Just got to do it. If I go to the gym and I fail miserably and I can't lift anything, but I did some workout better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed even just because I'm trying to do the 75 hard Mm -hmm. started March 1st, but I've altered it. So my version is (laughs) 75 medium hard. Um, What is that? (laughs) Oh my God, I can't. So for 75 hard, it's 75 days straight of drinking a gallon of water reading 10 minutes in a self-help book, two 45-minute workouts, but one of them has to be outside. That's fun. Eating healthy, like no cheat days Mm -hmm. and no alcohol. So I've altered mine because although, you know, I only just started a couple days ago, I haven't had alcohol, but in the next 75 days, if I'm in a situation where I want wine, I'm going to have it because last year I did the whole giving up alcohol thing. I did it for a month straight. And then after that, I gave up hard liquor and oh, wow. till now I still have not had it. Like I've just gave oh, it up forever. So I've already done that. And I've already seen the yeah. benefits of that. I don't think doing it for another 75 days is going to do anything for me because even if I do have a glass, it, it will be one or two for the mm-hmm. entire duration, you know? So it's Coca-Cola fine. I one year. <laughs> one year. <laughs> yeah, I never wow. talk about it. So I'm doing a medium hard version, not the hard version of it. Mm-hmm. So reading 10 pages of a mm-hmm. self-help book, I'm finding myself reading 50 to 100. I love that. And so it's just like, it's only 10 pages, but once you get started, you go. Same thing with the gym. Like, okay, just stay five minutes, but obviously you're going to stay longer. Yeah. And those books too, that's a great thing for self-discipline and working out or being um, self-employed. Those books books, by the way, those self-help books are very entertaining. I'm always reading a fiction book and a self-help book Mm -hmm. and I'm more entertained by the self-help books just Mm -hmm. because I think that's, I'm just more interested in that kind of shit most of the time. Yeah. I find myself finishing them faster and preferring to read them. Those messages that the books tend to give you will motivate you for the next day too. If you're, before you go to bed, if you're reading something about putting in effort or not being distracted or whatever, you're waking up with a little, a good tone. And sometimes I feel like those books are really patting us on the back where we're not doing as humans. But when someone even does through writing, Uh it's nice. It really helps and affects people. And a book can be like someone else's entire lifetime of wisdom. You get to gain that wisdom within a couple of days of reading that book. So I think books are so important. And this whole little program that I'm doing reminded me of that. And I was just actually having this conversation with my friend Raquel because she's doing it as well. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, yeah, like I forgot how useful and helpful reading these self-help books are. It's just something to keep in mind. Like, let's read. Let's start a book club. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Let's (laughs) do it. It's fun. I met this guy over the pandemic and he was I was like, hey, how you doing? I met this guy before. And he goes, I'm not doing well, Lindsay. I'm really depressed. I'm not going to work out. I've gained like 20 pounds. I feel like shit. Uh, this pandemic really sucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I feel like you'd really like this book. It's called Atomic Habits. It was. It had me waking up at 530. I really love that book. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. But sometimes books make me feel better. Maybe you should read it. I'm not kidding. I met the guy like two months later. Or I saw him out and he had lost weight. He was smiling. Like it brings tears Aww. to my eyes. But he was a new man. And yeah. he ran up to me and he goes, I read the book. It changed my whole vibe. <gasps> oh. And that shit happens. Yes. There's magic in reading. I don't know how to explain it, but there there is. I so agree. And the books that I have read have absolutely changed my life. And that book mm-hmm. atomic habits is actually on my list. It's a good one. I love that so book. That's next up. I was up at 5 30. Wow. Just to see if I could do it. I was on a roll. Like wow. My dishes were done. I was like a new girl. <laughs> That's I amazing. should pick it back up. <laughs> Lindsay has like 9 million followers. But <laughs> Are you sure? Pre-algorithm change. <laughs> but where can people find you? Although everyone probably <laughs> has already found you. <laughs> you can follow me at Lindsay Palos pretty much everywhere. You said you're going to be doing a TV show. Can you not talk about that yet? Oh, I can actually. Um, The series is called Paper Empire. Denise Richards is attached to the project. I just heard her say it on a podcast I was listening to. So I got very excited. So uh, Paper Empire, I also filmed two movies, 18 and Over, which was produced by Ashley Benson. We had G-Eazy, Winnie Harlow, Pamela (gasps) Anderson's in the film. Stop. Yeah. And then I also filmed a horror movie called Curse of the Clown Motel. Ooh. Yeah, some scary, fun, all over stuff. Well, you've given us so much good tips and information and inspiration. So thank you so much for doing this. Of course. I've had so much fun. I love listening to your show. I feel like you. you're full of the same kind of wisdom and wonder that I love thank to listen you. to. So thank you. And thank you guys for listening. It's everywhere I go, it's everything I see. When I sleep, I dream and it gets me by. I can make believe that you're here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.